Welcome to Go Rangers Radio, where the New York Rangers are always the talk of the town. If you bleed red, white, and Rangers blue, stand with Chesty. Follow the bread man and know how to spell Capo Caco. Then you've tuned to the right place. And now, here are your handsome hosts, Kevin Delury and Paul Cuthbert. They're not always going to get it right. But you can be damn sure they'll pretend they are. Now, let's go Rangers Radio. Yeah, welcome to Go Rangers Radio. Broadcasting live from the Go Hockey Media Studios in New York, baby. Yours truly, Mr. Paul Cuthbert, and everybody, please say hello to your friend and mine, Mr. Kevin DeLore, KD. Did you put up the tree? <laughs> it's all up and uh, hung. The stockings are hung with care, or whatever the hell you say, and the house is looking very uh, festive these Woo-hoo. days, which is which is good because actually I'm feeling a little depressed, Paulie. Because I was looking forward to us doing a drinking podcast, but it looks like un- it looks like unfortunately we're gonna have to continue on with the Ranger podcast because it looks like it's gonna be a season. Sure is, baby. You can bank on it. They're gonna announce it on Friday. I can feel it. And we'll we'll hold off on the drinking show, or we'll you know what we'll do? We'll combine it. We'll combine the drinking <laughs> show and the Rangers podcast. And we'll call it Go Rangers Drinking Radio. How about that? I thought we already did that. Yeah, I know, pretty much. <laughs> we so haven't who, been. Who doing are we kidding? <laughs> yeah, man, some good news, man. It's uh, it's happening. It's happening, man. It looks like the money side is all you know taken care of. Maybe it was you know that was the whole. You know, we're gonna call the NHLPA's block was it, here. And, but was it was it taken care of? Nothing happened. Like, literally nothing happened. Like, last week, it was the sky is falling. We have no money. We may have to lock out. And this week, it was, eh, we'll just do the old deal. Like, what, what the hell happened? <laughs> like, last week, we had a whole show about, oh, my God, they got to change the way they think. And this and that was like, that's nah, fine. Yeah, just messing around. You know? Psych. Exactly. Seriously, it's a huge sight by the owners. There's no doubt about it. Especially suddenly, it's and no problems. Yeah, we tried. Yeah, we figured we. (laughs) I mean, that was the least resistance I think I've ever seen in in any negotiating ever. It was we're going to lock it down. The players like, well, maybe we'll talk about like, yeah, you know what? Forget it. (laughs) (laughs) You're right. Yeah, I think what I think what they did was they they had they had to change it real quick because they they knew the NBA owners were going to come out and say we're going to give thirty million dollars to each franchise, <laughs> and how is that going to make the NHL look? Yeah, no, I I think that you know we talked about it a little bit. I just think the PR of it all was just rough on well, the owners. Well, dude, you you have always and, said that. I mean, you know the the NHL is just not good at this stuff. No, they're terrible. I mean, when you're locking out every five years, I mean, you you come to expect it. And when all these other leagues are essentially thriving, you know, despite the pandemic and the NHL is talking about locking down, yeah, you look bad. You know, the owners probably all looked at themselves and said, 
we better have a season. Because if baseball's doing it and NBA, they started training camp already. And the NFL is, is continuing on as, as the top dog here. You know, what are we doing wrong? Let, well, let's just, we got to move forward. And forward they shall. Let's go. So, I mean, I think, uh, you know, some of the top guys, P.L. LeBron and Darren Dredger and uh, a couple of the guys, I, I can't off the top of my head. But anyway, you know, everybody, look, anybody who's a hockey fan, Ranger fan, is all following the same guys on Twitter and, and social media and everything and following the reports. So, you know, the, the guys who get the most out of the owners and out of, um, you know, the brass up at the NHL headquarters and stuff, you know, they're basically saying, hey, look, you know, the, the money thing is – is behind us, and now they're just kind of figuring out all the logistics. Um, they've got even more of a better angle on the divisions now that you know we can maybe take a look at tonight too, and and, and look at it more. But I'm I'm in I'm in the I'm in the boat. I'm in the ship. I'm in the train. I'm in the car, <laughs> and I'm I'm going. They're they're gonna play hockey. Uh, we've seen some of the rings put the ice in. You know, it, it, it's definitely going to happen now. But it is a trip. There's no doubt about it. The whole thing with the money and, and, and all that other stuff and how it looks and the PR part of it. But I think as hockey fans, we should all be kind of used to this right now and, you know, um, just banging our heads against the wall. But, you know, we're going to just suck it up here. And, and now we, we just want it. Let's get going. January 13th. Uh, no exhibition games. Who cares? You know, guys are going to start, you know, hopefully getting on planes, start flying in. And all the operations are going to start getting underway here. And I, like I said, I think there was some call. They're going to set up some calls here between the next 24, 48 hours. But as board of directors and the GMs, they're going to sign off on this. And you figure, I, I would, I would, if it goes past Friday, KD, that they don't make an official announcement as far as the, um, you know, the season starting uh, and everything officially kind of, we're all green. It's a go. I'd be really surprised if it goes past Friday. Um, because they got they're going to start getting all this um, just just the whole engine just get going here, uh, especially with uh, the holidays coming up and you know all the other sports now making the news as you were saying too. Um, but I think all of us as hockey fans, you know, I think we can confidently say the wait is over and we're going to get some uh, we're going to get some hockey here real soon. And it's uh, it's just great to hear. No matter no matter how we get it, KD, right? If it's bad, ugly, uh, too late, too soon, it doesn't matter. Uh, if they're saying we got hockey, then we're all in. Yeah, I, I'm with you. I'm fired up, man. I I can't wait to to start talking about the Rangers again and and not sit here and try to act like I know what the hell I'm talking about. When act it comes like you to like it. me in any way, form, <laughs> or shape. <laughs> like I like I know what I'm talking about as far as running the NHL and what it needs to do. Whatever. Let's get back to you know arguing about who you know why Capo Caco sucked last year and why. He's going to be amazing this year. You know, that that's what I want to talk about. And Oh, I can't wait to hear cry, that. <laughs> why, is, why is Kreider eventually going to be on the third line and Lafreniere on the top line? That, that's that's where I want to be. That That's our wheelhouse, not, you know, the advertising revenue versus the <laughs> – I don't care. Let's go. Fire it up. I am with Seth you. Jorkin is ridiculously better than Gergiev. Oh, come on. You know, I was hoping you were going to say Lundquist, you know? Who? Oh. We don't even mention it. You took him out of the intro. We're not going to talk about him on the show. <laughs> Except for when we're spanking his ass. Now, see, that's what I like to hear, KD. Yeah, it's nasty, KD. You are fired up. There's no doubt about it. I like it. And I, I like am. It. I am. 
All right. You know, so I talk uh, about spank, I, you know, I was talking about spanking his ass when he was on the Rangers too. You know, but <laughs> that's a whole different conversation. I hope this isn't any kind of KD fantasy that we need to delve into here at all. <laughs> I, I think that's every Ranger fan's fantasy, by the way. And I don't want to <laughs> even hear, Paulie, that it's not been in your fantasy. Oh, man. We're going to light them up, I'll tell you that much. So where do you want to start? You, I mean, there's, there's so many. We can start with the, uh, we can back up here a little bit. I mean, it's funny. With all the money, I thought it was uh, interesting with the timing. You know, again, with the owners here and the players and all the financial stuff, and then Forbes, you know, releases the uh, you know the, the 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 richest franchises in the National Hockey League, right? And who's number one, baby? Who's numero uno? Who's the king? The Devils. Cash? The Devils. Your the Islanders. New York Rangers. They can nice. pay for everybody. So I mean, yeah. I thought that was interesting. So you can see, you know, all these we have billion dollar franchises here, and and uh, I guess, like I said. Forget about the money. Let's just play hockey. <laughs> well, if there's one thing, you know, you can say about Dolan, and I know if you're like a Ranger Knicks fan, you have like a love-hate relationship with the man. But, you know, as a Ranger fan, you really can't ask for a better owner. The guy rarely ever meddles with the team or doesn't at all. And whenever he's been asked to pay for a player, shell out some money, he has always delivered. Always. There's never been a time where the Rangers didn't put up the money needed to bring in whichever guy it was. Even if it was a terrible guy like Wade Redden, he trusted his hockey guys. And a lot of times that was a mistake. But I digress. (laughs) Um, But he was there willing to spend the money. And unfortunately, the way he is with the Knicks, when he meddles and everything, he's said, look, I trust my hockey guys, and I'm going to stay away. So, you know, we have the richest franchise, and he spends and has spent like we are the richest franchise. I know we have the salary cap now, but still, you know, when you got to put up a certain amount of money to bring Panarin in, he does it. You know, and you got to sign, you know, whoever to stay, he'll do it. And um, that is one thing I will always appreciate about Dolan Um, And I know a lot of people don't like him, again, usually because of what he does with the Knicks on the Knicks side. I'm not a big basketball fan, so I don't care what he does with the Knicks. Um, But, you know, uh, unlike the Mets, who were supposed to be, uh, you know, now they'll be different now that we got Cohen in there. But which is amazing. But, you know, he's we had the highest spending team. Or the, the team that is gross the most, and and he's and we spend like it. That's amazing. That's all you can ask for from your owner, is that when asked to bring in a big time player and we have money under the cap, are you willing to spend it? He always will, and that's it. That 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 to me is the biggest part about them being number one on this list. Is not only are we the number one list on that, we spend like we are number one on the list. Are you trying to get invited over to Dolan's house for Christmas? <laughs> Seriously, I mean, I don't know what you can't. As a Ranger fan, you can't say anything bad about the man as far as him, the way he. Unless you're trying to buy tickets team. to see the team and or want a three hundred dollar reverse Look, retro. That's jersey. everywhere, though. That's not hit. That's not just the Rangers. <laughs> that's not just hockey. You know that that's everything. I mean, these guys do. You know, they look. They want to make they want to make even more money than they do. Look, I'm looking for a successful 
product on the field. Does it suck? I can only go to one game a year or I only go to one game a year. Yeah, it does. And I wish everything was cheaper, but we live in New York and that's the reality of things, you know? Yes, this is true. And, you know, when you look at the full body of work, there's been up and downs, obviously with the team and highs and lows. Uh, and we're just lucky to kind of be on the, uh, the franchise is back on the upswing, no matter and, how much. And, uh, and even with the rebuild. I mean, you have an owner who's sitting there who says, you know, he's used to spend, spend, spend on the best players or sub- who are supposedly the best players. And his hockey people came to him and said, look, we need to tear it down. And he said, fine. You know, there was no, no, let's, let's keep being this middle-of-the-road team and, you know, get into the playoffs and make all this additional revenue from getting in the playoffs and maybe we'll go on a run and, and this and that. Nope. Let's miss the playoffs. Well, maybe I know we're going to miss the playoffs. Is it possible because of the value of the franchise, because of all the money the team has brought in, you know, in the last, you know, 20 years with the run to the Stanley cup finals and the conference championships and everything else that, you know, financially, you know, the Rangers are in a unique situation where they could actually say, "Okay, let's 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 start over because we can. We don't necessarily have to win the cup, and then even though we haven't won it in so many goddamn years, but um, have gotten close, and they put you know the best product they could, and they've gotten as close as they can over like again in the last twenty years. So now they get a chance to kind of reboot, and maybe that's because of the value of the team and the money that the team has made." Yeah, I mean, I definitely think that's a factor. I also think it has to do with the fan base. Of course. I think th- that they... corporate, Corporate and the average guy included. Yeah, absolutely. The average fan, you know, the, the Ranger fan is such a diehard fan that they're always going to stick with the team no matter what they're doing. And if they see that they're going to rebuild, and I think most fans agreed with the idea of doing it. I, I didn't see very much pushback. When the letter came out, I think most fans looked at the team and said, yeah, we need we need to, you know, strip this thing down and build it back up. And at this point, we the fan base has been very patient. I mean, um, but we're very knowledgeable. We're a very knowledgeable fan base and we understand what's going on. And look, you get a little itchy here and, and there and, and you want to see it progressing a little bit quicker and get these young kids in the lineup and give them huge roles right away. And, you know, the, the things that we talk about week in and week out. Um, but yeah, overall, I think if you talk to any Ranger fan, they're very happy with the way that the rebuild is going as we, again, we discuss every week. So I think that the fan base and knowing that they will be patient because we do understand what is going on here has a lot to do with it as well. But yes, uh, obviously the, the value of the team and having those resources and will allow them to go a couple of years without making the playoffs and still be fine and still be able to pay for top of the line free agents when they're going to need them to uh, supplement what's going on with the rebuild. Yeah. Hey, look, you know, they, again, you know, you say it, everybody's got to agree here. Like I says, as fans, you, you, when your organization uh, is financially sound and pretty set where, you know, when hockey operations people come in and they're trying to wheel and deal, number one, on the free agent market. And obviously we've done incredibly well, you know, just getting Panarin and Truba here in the last two years. And um, 
And then obviously, you know, uh, Lafreniere here and, and even Capo uh, last year too. And as far as those guys developing and if they turn into the players that we all hope they will be and they're expected to turn into, um, that money will be there for them down the road. Is so hopefully they're going to take the mantle over uh, and be a part of, uh, you know, a lot of playoff runs to come. So, you know, it's it's we are lucky. And I think Ranger fans, like I said, you know, and, and other franchises and other fan bases look at us and, and they hate us and they despise us and everything. And, you know, you compare the Rangers maybe to the Yankees a little bit as far as the big, you know, the dark empire with all the money and everything. And Minus the championships. Yes, obviously, yes. The Rangers are minus the championships. But, I mean, you know, as far as, you know, spending money and uh, just everything from – you know, as a fan, even if you're from Long Island or if you're, you know, in, uh, you know, North New Jersey or, uh, you know, lower state and everything else and Connecticut and, you know, just the access to the team and, and just getting in there and the whole part of being part of the Ranger fan base in terms of coming into the garden and everything else. And, you know, it's it's a full package. I think a lot of times, you know, we sit back as fans and, and you do, you, you, you know, you ride the team through the highs and the lows and we've been kind of lucky, even though without the championship, we've had, you know, the last, like I said, 15, 20 years been a lot of fun. And now we're ready to, to you know, be able to sit back and hopefully be patient again to to watch this team kind of build again and i think it's the team is ahead of it, it's it's already ahead of schedule i think and and again you know winning the lottery this year was just i mean it's a totally different team or at least an aspect or there's a there's just a smaller lower level of excitement because now you got this kid coming in and that's just going to be a whole fun part of of watching him you know wear that jersey on, on the rink here and and, uh, and then along with capo and that's, you know, already with the fact that we've got Panarin and Truba and Chesty and Georgiev and, and Mika and, and Chris signed and everything else. And, and we're going to watch everything, you know, watch how everybody kind of gels here together. But having that extra piece of, really? We got the number one draft pick, too? Um, it's pretty exciting. So, you know, granted, we are the richest franchise in the league. And, you know, as fans, no matter how much it costs to go to a game and, you know, watching them on TV and MSG isn't cheap either, um, you know, compared to other franchises throughout the league, we're pretty damn lucky. And, yes, this organization has put a pretty damn good team together in its infancy here of this rebuild. And the last thing I'll say, too, and and just reading his column with, uh, you know, Brooksy the other day, is JD coming in here as well, too. That's just a huge part of this as well when you if you put a bullet point of all the different things that we look at now as ranger fans and and why we probably you know we're so excited for this whatever kind of season we get to watch we just can't wait to see this team on the ice with the new additions with hank gone and all this to kind of start playing out so you know hey cheers to us man we got it pretty good here in Rangerland. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I mean, we talk about it all the time. I mean, you know, good problems to have because they, have, you know, they have so many prospects on defense and they had the three-headed goalie monster. And, you know, other teams would, be, you know, die for the problems. You know, we're, we're complaining about Ryan Strom having like a career year and can we get rid of him? You know, like, like those are problems most teams would die for, you know. So we're, like you said, we're in a good spot. Yeah, having JD in here is amazing as well. I think bringing him in 
you know, besides the fact that he's a, just a great hockey mind and, and has been able to build other help build rebuild or build other franchises i think having him in there again helps with the patience of ranger fans as well because you're willing to give jd one of our own the benefit of the doubt on a lot of these things that you may not have with another gm that they brought in so i think having him in there affords them a little bit more time in this, a little, you know, to do a couple of things. Maybe, bring, again, bring in a Jack Johnson drink um, where, you know, I know Ranger fans are killing it, but at the same time, I think there's a lot of Ranger fans say, look, it's JD. He has a plan here. Let's see what it is. And, you know, maybe other, other GMs don't get that benefit of the doubt um, with it. So I think bringing him in was smart on a hockey intelligence level, but also on a level of, you know, how the fan base is going to react and, and deal with some of the moves that are happening. Yeah. Maybe uh, unpopular moves or seemingly unpopular moves at the time, um, you know, with the fan base. So, um, yeah, I, I love everything that's going on right now. It just, you know, you just hope that it'll lead to that, that Stanley cup. I, I believe it will. Yes. Well, we're gonna yes, yes. I mean, why not? What, what, what am I gonna say? No, say yes. Why not? Yes. Uh, why not? Us? I'm sure there's I'm sure there's plenty of Ranger fans out there that would say no, who just like to be negative about everything. But um, well, you need that. I mean, come on, we're we're all gonna we're all gonna lose it here on this run here, or this ride that we're going on. You know, speaking of JD though, if you, you saw us calm in the post the other day with Brooksy and stuff, you also gotta love the way that JD was, you know, he's coming out here with a little bit of an edge too. Basically saying, hey, you know, players better show up in shape here. I don't care what, you know, you know, veteran or, you know, uh, young kid, rookie, whatever the heck it is. He's expecting all these players to come in and, and be in shape, and that's how they're going to be evaluated too. I think that – and that's hopefully something we're going to be able to sit back and watch too, and we brought this up many times, as far as J.D., Gorton, and Quinn. And this group, how – Quinn puts these guys together and how this kind of starts to grow. And we definitely, you know, it's going to be interesting to see how us as fans and the fan base and everything. And we do. Let's put the blinders on here and forget the rest of the league. Forget that all the other teams and fan bases are going to go through the same thing. But specifically for the Rangers and watching, you know, how this team is going to start moving forward. And I say from the point of losing to Carolina in the tournament, getting Laffy here, and now moving forward, and to see this dynamic, because we said it last week too, everybody signed. A- everything that could be done for this team is done. There's no, there's no holes as far as, you know, um, you know, what the Rangers are in control of and what they can't control, right? So, and at least for this year too coming up, and we said it, you know, repeatedly here, it's, it's kind of a gimme year. But that, that whole dynamic of seeing J.D. Gorton and Quinn, you know, move forward together with, with the, the talent that now um, the guys up in the front office have, have put together for Quinn and seeing how this kind of moves forward. It's going to be very interesting, you know, outside of all the talent and the fun and uh, all the young guys we have, but that dynamic of the front office and watching Quinn 
manage this, all these assets is going to be a, a, another interesting part of watching this rebuild. Yeah, I actually think that that dynamic is going to be tested this year, to be honest. I hope so. In I, a good I, way. I, yeah, I mean, ultimately, yes. I, I think that the Rangers are going to have a tough time this year. I do. I th- You had a lot of guys last year who really had career years, who, who really played at the top of their games. You had Zabinijad with one of his best years, Panarin, Strom. Uh, a lot of the young guys overachieved, you know, Lindgren, Fox, you know, they came in and played very well. So to expect that they're all going to, again, be at the top of their game. Well, there's a lot to ask for. I mean, that's it, it just is. They're all still great players. But for them to put together for all of them, again, to put together those type of seasons is going to be difficult. Plus, you have all the younger players coming in. And again, I, I, and I, we bring him up all the time, and I've already brought him up once. Jack Johnson. Drink, Frank. baby. Um, you know, you've already seen that they're going to, by bringing him in, they're going to bring these younger defensemen in slowly, which means there may be some struggles early on. And we've mentioned this as well, and I know you wanted to talk about it a bit, is the, is the, are the new divisions. And the division that the Rangers are going to be in is going to be an absolute gauntlet for them to go through. A young team having a, a, a division that you're now adding the Bruins on top of, you know, the Capitals, the Penguins, the Flyers, the Islanders. That, that is as tough of a division. Yeah, And you still, and while the Devils are, are down, it's still a rival. And they're going to be up every time they play the Rangers. So that's as tough of a division as you could ask for, um, for the Rangers to play in as you're a, a rebuilding team. So I do think that that dynamic will be tested. I think there's going to be some tough times this year that is going to test the three of them where there may be some questioning of Quinn and how he's uh, managing the lineup. Um, there may be some questioning of Gordon and, and the moves he did or didn't make. Uh, some of the contracts he gave out, if Strom doesn't have the, the year that he had last year. And again, he had an amazing year, a, a career type year. So to think that he's going to have that again is, is asking a lot out of any player. Um, so there's I think you're going to be there's going to be. And, and again, if they are losing and it all comes down again, the J.D. who's overseeing the whole thing. So, yeah, I agree. I think to see how if those guys stick together through what might be some tough times, it will be interesting to see. But if they can make it through, I think that the next year, the 2021-22 season, is is going to be a great year, and and they're going to shoot right back up. They may need to take a step back this year to take two steps forward that following year, in my opinion. Yeah, and that's okay. I don't yeah, think they're fine with it. Yeah, I'm fine I don't, with it. I don't think they're gonna do that bad in this division. You know, I mean if I you're, hope you're right. Well, I mean But I see some struggles. Well, you know, again, it's to me it's I don't know, it's house money. 
this season. But I mean, oh yeah, know. I'm not going to be angry. I mean, I, I'm sure I will be at some point. I'll be complaining about everything. Well, I hope but... you're going to be angry. <laughs> I, I want to be angry. I'm looking forward to getting my blood coiling again. Exactly. But I, I've mentioned <laughs> it a couple of times that I really thought that it was like playoffs or bust for Quinn this year, that they really needed to make that step. But I think with everything going on, with it looking like the Rangers are just another developmental year, you're in this tough division, you know, making the playoffs, you know, to me, isn't something that necessarily has to happen this year. Again, it's just me seeing this this rebuild progressing, the younger guys learning. And, and I'll be happy with that. Yeah, but I'm just like, you know, I'm just looking at, you know, Boston, great team, obviously. A lot of miles in the skates. Um, Buffalo is just not going to be the threat. New Jersey is no. trying to get their act together. Who knows what Islanders team you're going to get. They'll be competitive, obviously. You know, Philly, you know, that you could, you know, you give or take which way they're going to be, you know. Pittsburgh again, and Washington, obviously a lot of talent still on both teams, but getting up there in terms of age, in terms of their, you know, their key guys, and again, a lot of miles on the skates of these guys. I mean, Rangers, you know, free and easy playing well, and I think the one huge thing we have up against all these is, and, and these, these guys are going to have to prove it, is is the goaltending, is Shesty and Georgiev, you know, and that's, um, if those two guys play just consistently game in game out steady hockey which you know all this we sit back and and through the three-headed goalie monster that you know you called it all last year and stuff um you know goaltending really wasn't the big issue with the rangers it was more of a less you know of of just getting the uh, the the position set it was really just the the hang factor more than anything and um now that that situation is 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 taken care of and, you know, I just think the talent on the team is just really, really good. And and, and I don't think they're going to get pushed around in the uh, division. And I and I really, really hope that um, Capo can have a strong season. Up against what you're talking about, guys who are going to, you know, who overachieved last year are going to underachieve this year. I don't think Panarin's going to have any issues. He's going to stay consistent because I think that's just the kind of player he is. I mean, this is all going to unfold for us, and again, it's all for us to sit back and watch. But, you know, it's I, I have to keep saying it because I still don't think any of us are getting used to this, but Lafreniere is going to make a huge impact on this team if if that kid puts the puck in the net for us because he's just going to open things up for the other guys as far as I'm concerned. It's kind of like, you know, when... When Panarin came on board, and you could just see it turned Mika into a different player. It obviously turned uh, Stromer into a different player as well, too. And I don't care what anybody says, because you could see it there at the end, and we were going back and forth whether or not Kreider was going to get his contract or anything. And now that he's got it, and I think that's something now that you know we've talked about here on the show, too, and I brought it up. Now that that whole thing is done, and he doesn't have to worry about that, I think you're going to see a different type of Kreider, too. And I think his game is going to open up a little more, too. So there's a lot of different factors. How many years do we give him? 14. Eight? 14 years. Good Lord. <laughs> and he gets Sorry. to stay at Dolan's guest house. <laughs> that's a great owner. Good for him. Now, I, you know, it's it's just cool, like I said, just to kind of look at all these factors to, to kind of, you know, there's all these different little things you could write down on a piece of paper and all the different, um, you know, personalities. And, um, you know, I've talked about this, too, as far as how the locker room is, 
where these guys' heads are at. You know, whether, you know, Stromer, like I said, he's not, he doesn't have to worry at least for the next two years. He's got his money. Tony's got his money. You know, um, Georgiev's got, everybody's got their money, man. Everybody on this team has been signed, sealed, delivered for the next two seasons. And I think more than anything, it just makes getting the job to play for this squad is going to be so competitive and it's going to bring the best out of these guys. And we as fans, I, I would be shocked if we just, you know, if we, I don't think that team that, to me, kind of laid over and died against Carolina. And, of course, we can all – that's great that it happened this time because we got Laffy. But I don't think that team is ever coming back again because a lot of the off-the-ice stuff got taken care of. And it's been a long time – for a range of team that's coming in with everybody signed, uh, a lot of the dead weight, um, and and just the the impact that Jack Johnson is going to have on this defensive core <laughs> is yet, yet to be seen, but it will be seen. So, yeah, you know. I agree. I, I agree with everything you're saying. Uh, you know, after I just said they may have a tough time, I I agree with everything. I just my. My worry, it's not even a worry. It's just I just think that some plays may regress a little bit. It's just the nature of the beast. I mean, they they just played like their top guys just played so well last year. And and the one aspect that that could make up for some regression from some of these guys is the defense. If the defense can step up this year, they will be very good. If Jacques Martin can get these guys going and get in a defensive system that works with the personnel that he's going to have, and if Condre Miller can step in and and succeed at the NHL level right away, I don't know if he can. Um, if they can maybe move D'Angelo over to the other side and put him with Truba, maybe that works. Um, then I think that this team will be very... Uh, successful and exceed uh, even my expectations for this year because I'm a little low on the expectations, which again is fine. I, that that it won't be disappointing. Well, if anything, Kevin, this this is the season that if they do underachieve or if they do um, regress in any way, this is the year that you want it to happen. Well, yeah, that's why I I, I think that it it just may have. As part of it, there's, there's ebbs and flows, ups and downs with rebuilds, and I feel like this may be a little bit of a downer here, and it's not a big deal. Like it, it's just part of the journey of of a rebuild, and and yeah, I mean, I could be wrong with it, but I think the defense, if if the defense can be strong this year, then I think the sky's the limit for this team. Even this year, I think that they'll make they'll make noise. If the defense can really show up this year, I, I think that they're going to be a tough team to beat this year. Well, I mean, if you look at the personalities holding the sticks for this team on the defensive line, you know, I think I think there's a good chance that these guys are going to, you know, they're going to put it all together as far as their talent. And, you know, with their age and the experience that they got last year, um, I think they're going to be okay. And also, like I said, you know, dealing with the – it's a, it's not a normal season, obviously, last year. Not normal the way it ended. It's not going to be normal, uh, you know, coming back into it. But I think more than anything, um, you know, they'll they'll mature. Uh, defensemen usually do. They take a little longer to kind of get it going. Mm-hmm. And 
our guys, you know, like I said, the offensive talent is there. Um, they just got to tighten up and, and bring the shots down and everything else as far as, you know, um, you know, defensive as the, the defensive part of the game. And that's going to be, it, you know, this is Captain Obvious stuff. I mean, you know, between Quinn and, 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 and Martin and, and, you know, J.D. and Gorton, I mean, they know, you know, all right, they need another, you know, another top center, and they'll get it down the road. They'll, they'll fill that spot one way or the other. So your wings are okay, you know, it's third, fourth lines, you know, all that stuff will work out. Um, but they know if they can close that gap and they think they've got the guys and they've also got the prospects, and, and like I said, they're still going to have the opportunity, whether it's, you know, a year or two or whatever, if they got to bring in a, a high-end talent, a high-end free agent uh, defensively, they will do it or they can do it. But they know if they can kind of, man, just strengthen that defensive end of it, um, you know, with the two guys that are going between the pipes for us, you know, you can just see. One guy. One guy. Hey. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, better not make any mistakes this year. I'm telling you right now. But, hey, look, you know, we're, this is obvious shit that we're kind of just kind of, you know, uh, talking about here, too. But that's, that's a, another part of it, which I think all of us as fans, we might be, you know, that's what we're really going to focus on is, is, is you know, uh, can they bring the shots down? Can they, um, you know, improve on the special teams a little bit, especially in the power play as far as the defensive end uh, contributing offensively? And, and just, you know, because you give Georgiev and Shesty, you know, a two-goal two lead, man, you should be pretty damn good. Because those guys are, those two young guys are freaking just pros, man. Uh, and we, we got a taste of it last year, and, and like I said, definitely seeing Chesty and watching him uh, come up from the Wolf Pack, and he was he was kicking butt down there before he came up, and and obviously, um, you know, facing a lot of rubber, and Georgiev did it too. And the difference between Georgiev and Chesty, you know, compared to Hank last year was, you know, like I said, it's just that young edge, getting across a little faster, um, just timing, everything else that Hank obviously used to have when he was a young kid, young gun when he first came into the league, and you could just kind of obviously see the difference here. And uh, that's just going to be a, another great part for all of us to look at too. And, and that will be the focus. And I think I think the Rangers know that. They know it's defensively right now. They've got enough guys up right now that, like, you know, should be able to put in an average of two to three goals per game. They've got the talent up front if they can stay healthy. And they'll find that, that, that you know, that they'll find more offense down the road. But securing and, and improving this defense behind two phenomenal, you know, in front of two phenomenal goaltenders, it's, you know, it's, it, so in terms of the rebuild, there's not, there's a lot of work to do, but there's not that much work to do. Oh, I agree. I think you have all the pieces in place. It's just a matter of, of maturing, you know, the younger guys and getting them the time on the ice and the experience and, and getting ready to go. And yeah, you may need a piece here and there, like you mentioned, to sort of uh, supplement everything else that we're doing here. Uh, but yeah, I, I think that looking at the lineup, especially the forwards from top to bottom, from one through, you know, 12, uh, I see, I have no complaints. However, they decide to build the lines and, and the forward lineup, I mean, there's talent all the way through and, and different skill sets in there. You do have some, some toughness with Lemieux and, and then you obviously have the skill at the top of the lineup with Zabinishad and Panarin. So um, you have guys like uh, D, D Giuseppe and, and, and some grinders there. I mean, you miss losing Foss, but 
when you do have those other guys at the bottom of the lineup, you know, you, you could live with, with Foss being sent, uh, you know, not resigning him. So, yeah, I'm excited. Again, the pieces are there. I just, I just don't know if this team is ready just yet this year. They but don't have to be. Who knows? Yeah, exactly. exactly. Well, let me, exactly. let me ask you this. Is, is there one or two guys that you feel that the team is just going to really – the one or two guys or any particular guy that you feel as far as underachieving, which could maybe rock the boat a little bit? And who, and could, maybe, un- who and may- could underachieve this year? And who – well, who could maybe, you know – you know, do you see something that says, well, look, if this happens, even though it's maybe a gimme year and all that other stuff, or is that even a possibility in a, in a gimme type year? But is there anybody that you're going to be looking at here going, man, if if this guy really, really digresses, man, it could change the whole either chemistry or the direction that a team that the team has to take, whether it's up front, down the middle, defensively. And again, I think we're just, you know, we're... um. We're just too lucky right now, even the thought of having any issues in, in, in the net. But is there anything that you're just kind of like, this is the guy we got to look out for? Yeah, I, I do worry a little bit about and just looking at at some of the underlying statistics is is Zabinijad. And, and I know that's crazy to, to say because he had such like an, an amazing year last year. But there's two reasons that I worry about it, where, where you said that somebody who could maybe throw it off is that is that they, there's still question marks down the middle where Strom, again, had this great year last year. Can he do that again? And then where is he to lack? Is he going to be pushing for that second spot or can Quinn still not trust him in the top six and you got to leave him in the top three? Because, you know, if, if Zabinijad doesn't have the year that he had last year, where are you at center-wise? And and if you look at some of Zimbabwe's underlying numbers, I mean, he had almost a 20% shooting percentage last year. I mean, 20%. He I think his average over his career is like 13. So now he shoot last year, he shot 7% higher than he normally does is in his career. So now if he regresses to what he normally does, I mean, that's a lot of goals that you're now missing out of the lineup from your center position, which is weak to begin with. So I think that he is a guy, and he's still going to put up some some great numbers, but I don't know if he's going to put up the ungodly type numbers that he was putting up last year. I mean, he was approaching 50 goals in... I I forgot how many games he played later. I mean, he missed a bunch of games. He had one of the best, you know, points per game averages of anybody in the NHL last year. And to assume he's going to do that again is a lot to ask of anyone. Uh, and then, you again, you're looking at his shooting percentage, which was much higher than his career average. I mean, 7% is very high. So he's a guy that I'd be concerned would regress a bit. And again, regress for the year that he had last year is still going to be a very good year. Yeah. But again, if you're weak down the middle where Heedle isn't taking that next step, 
you know, Zabinijad had played 57 games last year, 41 goals. I thought he had 45. 41 goals. So, I mean, it's 75 points in 57 games. I mean, that's a that's a tremendous year. But he had 41 goals, but he shot 20%. I mean, that that's a high amount. So, you could see that that number dipping a bit. I mean, just uh, regressing to what he normally goes shoots at. And, and there, there may be some problems there. Well, you, we all have to, let's be honest here. Heedle and Strom are not going to be the guys. They're good, solid players, but they're not going to be the guys that are going to, you know, carry a team if, uh, you know, a couple other key players either don't produce or go down to injuries or whatever. You know down the road, especially after the, you know, next season in 22, there's going to be a pretty high-priced center, you know, free agent center playing for the New York Rangers. That it's, There's no way, if you're talking about this team getting to the Stanley Cup Finals in the next, you know, whatever, let's say five years is an honest call or whatever. And if anything happens prior to that, then happy days. But you know, all all Stanley Cup champion teams, you're going to need somebody in there that's going to have a ton of experience, uh, leadership, and does just, if not everything good, at least does one of the other things really well. And that's either win faceoffs, uh, puts you know he's taking a ton of ice time, he's a big guy on your special teams, uh, or he's putting the puck in the net. Um, so I don't see. You know, let's just call it what it is. Heedle and Strom are not going to be the guys. They're the two guys right now on the team. But behind Mika, I mean, they're not the guys that are going to be taking this rebuild over the hill, man. It's just it's just not. I, I could see, you know, Stromer's probably not going to be here in two years. And and Heedle will, you know, maybe he'll he'll drop back to that third or fourth line center. Steady, steady gig there. You know, depending on, on what he does and what we see happens, we love the guy. He, the talents there, the potentials there, and, and hopefully he proves my current you know thought process wrong. But I firmly believe the Rangers are going hunting here. You know, in two years, and they're going to put some more money into this team, and, and definitely get uh, a couple of experienced guys. You know, whether it's a scoring center. Or they're going to get uh, and additionally get another guy that just you know is just a horse, um, you know that can just you know run against up against uh, other teams' top lines and stuff. So I, I don't see Heedle and Strom as the answer to us or the guys that are going to be you know in the passenger seat taking this team to the promised land. Well, no, I agree. I mean, and not you know in talking about Zabinajad regressing, I really just meant for this year. Um, and well, whether he and has a great year or not, right, Katie? If, if if Mika either slows down a little bit, that's fine. Um, or he, you know, he continues to put up the numbers here. Um, that's fine. I still don't think, you know, you know, you have to, you know, the Rangers are going to go hunting for, for a couple big. Oh, yeah. No, Stroman, Strom will not be on this team when they're, when they're eventually, when they're going from rebuild to contender. He's not going to be here. And Hedo will be here. But like you said, it just depends. Is he going to step up or will he just remain the third line center? And, and to be honest, he'd be an amazing third line center. Absolutely. If we if we can go out and we get and we sign uh, Nugent Hopkins and he's our second line center and Hedo's our third center. It's a finish and Nugent Hopkins and Hedo. This team is going to be awesome. 
Um, and, and that would be great. But yeah, I assume that um, they're going to make that move at some point to bring in another top of the line center. I mean, they're going to have to, unless somewhere, someone, uh, a guy like Barron, a guy like uh, Hendrickson in their farm system turns into some superstar. Uh, but I doubt that that's going to happen in the next three or four years. So, um, yeah, it'll most likely be on the free agent market. But, yeah, I do worry. Zabinijad is the one guy I think could derail this upcoming season with a bit of a regression. And, again, he had 41 goals, so regression to, you know, and you probably would have approached 50 goals if they would have had a full season. So, you know, if he go and obviously what's the season, what are they talking about? How many games for the season this year? 56 or something. Yeah. If they start in the middle of January. So, you know, if he only puts up like 20 goals, you know, I don't know. I I think that that could throw things off. Cause again, as you mentioned, if he isn't putting up the production last year, can you really count on Strom and Heedle? to pick up that slack? You know, I don't know. I don't know. No, and I'm not really confident in the fact that, you know, who's going to, you know, who's going to bring up the back end? Because if everything's got to shift, you know, that's, you know, one of the things with Quinn as far as lines and, you know, game plan and everything else. Um, seeing how he shifts. Who's going to bring up the end? Outed. My guy Howden, he's the anchor back there, baby. Breakout season. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, is, I mean, are you joking, or you think he's going to have a breakout season? No, I, I am joking, hundred <laughs> percent. Who's going to have a breakout season next year? Uh, Nevich. I think that Bucci is the guy who's set up to to go wild because his again. And I hate to be like the analytic guy, but I think when you try to predict some of the stuff, you want to look at those underlying stats. His his just puck possession metrics are, are always phenomenal. His teammates and just looking at all all the analytics of it, all his teammates play better with him than without him. Um, and, and his shooting percentage last year was a bit down um, than his prior years. So... You know, I think that he he has some room to grow there. You know, he was he was having a real solid year last year I and mean, 46 points. He would have been an over a 50 point player last year. He only had 16 goals, which was down a bit from the 21 the year before. But, you know, I, I can see him. And again, I know we're going to be have a an abbreviated season, but I, I could see him really filling the net this year. He's a guy I'm looking forward to um, breaking out this year and, and and getting on the score sheet a little bit more than he has. I mean, look, his he's a third round pick. I mean, for the production that he's given this team as a third round pick, I, you can't ask for any more. Again, he would have been a 50 point player last year. And I, I think that he is going to be even better this year. Again, it's hard to sort of calculate what he may have in a, in abbreviated season, but I can see him being one of the, one of the top point getters on this team this year. What do you think about maybe, you know, as, as teams 
add certain assets and players, and then coaches get a whole new outlook on a lineup and maybe have to reassess um, the jobs of certain types of guys. And one of the things that Bucci started doing there towards the end of the year, too, is he was getting a little tougher. He was mm-hmm. getting, um, you know, what I'm trying to allude to is maybe maybe Bucci doesn't necessarily have to, you know, create a lot of scoring for himself as opposed to being a big part of opening up some lanes for the other guys on his line. Well, I think that, that the physicality to his game was opening up scoring opportunities for himself. I mean, just putting yourself in a better situation where you're fighting for the puck maybe a little bit harder, where you're gaining more possession of it, where you're getting a better position on a defender in front of the net, those kind of things, I think even help him score individually, which I think was helping him last year as far as putting up additional points. Again, his goals were down, but overall, like I, his game was, was so much better. I just feel as though he became such a more well-rounded player that now maybe that he's worked on that other aspect of his game, he can now focus again on scoring. Um, so that's that's really where I'm at with it. And I agree. I think that if he's going to do a little bit more of that dirty work in the corner to, to fish out some pucks here, yeah, obviously that's going to lead to increased opportunities for his line mates as well. Yeah, I think um, that could be a big part of his uh, game. And, and, you know, with him maturing – um, it's, it's like I said, if he could be a 200 foot player and, and, and play both ways and, and, and just be tough. And, uh, I agree with you, not only create opportunities for himself, but I think he's got, um, his confidence was starting to grow. And I think, um, you know, confidence in his coach too, as far as putting him out there for situations and everything else. So I think he could be a huge, uh, part of, um, you know, the team, you know, just growing offensively. Uh, because, you know, you talk about all the other big names, you know, and, and Bucci seems to kind of get, you know, pushed to the side a little bit. But he's a damn good player, and uh, I think he's uh, he's got a lot of potential to, to, to be one of those big, strong forwards that, you know, does a lot of the, the dirty stuff and puts the puck in that as well, too. But, you know, just can kind of, um, you know, turn, you know, twist teams a little bit and uh, and balance out you know, what the Rangers need up front and maybe um, and help out with the, maybe our centering deficiencies that we, we may see here one way or the other. But um, it should definitely be a, um, a good thing to look out for. Um, and and I was, just to add to that, and I think another aspect that Buchnevich can really help out with is when Kratzoff comes over here, because I think that it, when Kratzoff comes over here, you literally put him in like Buchnevich's back pocket and have them hang out all the time. Obviously, fellow countrymen, but I, I think Buchnevich will be able to talk to him about... And, and we've already seen Kratzoff sort of getting it in the KHL this year, where he is playing that 200-foot game. Uh, and he is adding that physical element to his game. But and but putting him with Buchnevich, I think, where Buchnevich can talk to him a little bit more about what it takes in the NHL and what he's been able to do and how he's been able to develop into this more well-rounded player. And I, I think he'll be huge in the development of Kratzoff. Unfortunately, it may end up leading to the Rangers trading away Buchnevich as a trade piece down the road if Kratzoff can come in as a younger, maybe more skilled version of Buchnevich. But 
I think he'd be huge with Kratzoff's development. Yeah, well, Kratzoff watch is going to be a lot of fun. There's no doubt about that. Yeah, and and it'll be interesting to see when he comes over because I don't think he'll come over until the KHL season ends, which is I think in February, end of February, and then depending on if his team makes the playoffs, eh, he won't be over till March. That's something fine. like that. Let him, yeah. let him, let yeah. him keep working yeah, no his rush. mojo over there, man. Yeah, no rush. It's no all rush. good. Look yeah. at us, man. No rush. Take your time, Kratz. It's yeah, okay. Man. We got it over here. <laughs> all good. Um, yeah. Let's talk real quick about um, JD and the decisions about keeping uh, Lafreniere and 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 Capo out of the juniors. The take on yeah, that. it's uh, it's almost moot now because they're going to play the season. But I, I think before when it looked like the season may not start for a while or at all, it, you know. And I guess it really was coming mostly from Canadians who really live and die with with that World Junior Tournament. I mean, it's a big deal in the United States for, you know, hockey fans. But for, the, you know, the country of Canada, they really sort of rally around a, a tournament like that. So I know that they were a lot of Canadians were unhappy with J.D. But look, he's got to look out for the, you know, this franchise player that they are going to have potential franchise player that they have coming in. And, you know, I tweeted out, I mean, look, and we've discussed it on the show, you know, Lafreniere has done everything on the world junior stage. Yep. He's won a gold medal. He was named MVP. I mean, he was, I think I think he was the youngest player to play in the tournament the prior year. He's the youngest player ever on Team Canada or something like that. Uh, you know, he has nothing else to prove on that stage. So, you know, maybe if he had never won a gold and that was like something that he always wanted to pursue as a young younger player, then then maybe you, you send him there if he really lobbied to go. But I doubt he even lobbied. He's, I'm assuming he's moved on from that, been there, done that. You know, I am now a professional player. I need to work on, you know, be this next spot in my stage of my life and uh, uh, and work on, on becoming a, a professional athlete. So, you know, I, I think on the Rangers end, the Frenier's end, I really don't even think it was a tough decision. I, I just don't think he probably pursued it very hard, if at all. And there's no way the Rangers were going to let him play. Yeah, but well, again, J- it's it, it's moot now. But yeah, and JD said it real. He says, "Look, there's no conspiracy. We didn't want these guys to go and get hurt. That's all there is yeah, to it." Absolutely. I've seen some some Ranger fans maybe mention that Kako should maybe go should have maybe gone or go to build up some confidence. Again, to be on the stage, but I, I don't know. I think you're, he's past that at this point. He played a season in the NHL. He doesn't need to go back and play against younger players again. He, you know, I think he built some confidence um, after the shutdown when they came back. I, I thought he played very well, and and hopefully he can build off that and he'll come back as a a much better, more confident player. Yeah, well, I mean, that's the big thing. I think if uh, Capo had him an up and down through the farm system. But he did. He played the full season with the top squad. He went through his up and down. So there's no, there's you know, why, why would yeah, you, you do that? Yeah, you can't send it. You can't send it. You know, him look, I'm, I'm as big with. as I'm as big as critic and everything. But you you don't invest the guy on the full squad because the other thing that you you know, there's there's so much that goes into playing a full season, you know, or whatever sixty seven games or whatever it was last year. It's just the traveling. It's getting used to the whole, um, the whole operation. Uh, let alone just you know improving your game on the ice and and being a part of that and playing against the best players in the world, but you know he he did all that and you know 
there's, there's, you just don't do that. You, 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 more than anything, it's like, Hey pal, get on your horse here. You know, you played your full season here, get on your horse or, you know, you will end up going down to the juniors. If there is a juniors, I mean, AHL anyway, is what I'm saying. Um, so I, I think, um, and, and you know what, man, we're, we're not in the locker room, you know, these guys know it. I mean, if they, if they thought for a second that that's where he, he belonged, you know, he would be there. But I'm sure, like I said, they, they, they know that, uh, the potential here with, with, with Capo. I mean, we all haven't seen it yet, <laughs> you know, but, um, and, and that's another storyline for us to watch. You know, is is how does Capo? What what what's he gonna do? How's he gonna do? You know, and you you can't you can't send him up to the juniors and then and then see him get hurt because it could happen. You know, and you can't. These are two huge assets that the Rangers, all of us, you know, a couple of years ago, pipe dreams having the number two and the number one pick. You know, putting on Ranger sweaters. And the both both of these kids are smart. They're talented, um, and I think, like I said, the the best is yet to come. And I know Laffy hasn't even skated for us yet, but I can just I just feel it. He's just going to be just a fantastic Ranger here, and and you know I think hopefully Kappa will too. And uh, if he's not, I will ride him to the ground. <laughs> you know that. <laughs> we know who we know. You will. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I don't know how sending Capo Caco to the World Juniors to dominate. 17 and 18 year olds helps him against, you know, 28 year old men in the NHL. It doesn't, it, I think it, it, it'd be, it would have been a waste. It would have done nothing for him. And, uh, you know, again, from an injury perspective, first and foremost, you just don't send them to the tournament. You don't. Yeah. No, it's again, I, um, really do love having JD. In the house, I really, really it, no. It's like just reading his the column there with Brooksy and and just hearing the things that he's saying. You know, watching these guys through the the, the draft here, watching them through these signings, you know, the arbitration, uh, everything that happened this past year, dealing with COVID. Uh, just you know, it, it's it's a very settling thing. You know, as Ranger fans. Now, all this stuff off the ice, all the stuff on the books, the lineup, the paper, the sheets, the stats, the you know, the statistics, the analytics, you know, and what we've and you know, every other Rangers podcast and every other Ranger personality and, and MSG and NHL network and all this stuff, everybody's talking about we just can't wait to stop talking about what we hope to see and what we think we're gonna see, and we can't wait for this freaking puck to drop and, and, and let it all just play out in front of us again. I mean, you know, it's, it's, look, there's no doubt. It's just crazy times, you know? And I think all of us, you know, who are lucky enough to still be, you know, uh, doing okay through this thing, whether it's financially or whether it's, you know, all of us, um, you know, as far as family and friends and stuff like that. And it's, there's, there's totally different worlds going on out there for those who are in different situations. And then us just, you know, wanting to just, see hockey play again and and uh, have a little fun podcast here for us and, and just enjoy the game and, and make it a big part of you know just a um a little bit of normalcy while we're all trucking through this whole thing together 
Um, and even those of us, like I said, who have it better or worse than than each of us, I mean, to be able to get excited for a sports team and, a, and a, an elite to come back and play some hockey as, as hopefully things will improve here uh, going forward, especially in the new year, is just um, it's a little light at the end of the tunnel. And again, all the speculation and all this, I hope this and I hope that and I think this and I think that. I, I honestly can't wait to put all that behind us, man, and just talk about the real stuff that's happened. Yeah, and thank thank goodness they're coming back because, you know, I was going to propose to you a new segment beyond the, the drinking blog is that I am actually going to be joining a deck hockey team. A 30, I'm joining a 35 oh, over no. deck hockey league. And I was going to do a segment on, you know, my team and how we were doing. You know, and I was going to almost have to have to put that in there. Hey, buddy, J.D. just texted me. <laughs> he says you're not allowed to play. There's the potential of disrupting the consistency of the podcast, especially now with what looks like the rebuild finally getting to <laughs> getting some fuel in the tanks and about to take off, and you're going to go risk your life. And, and let's put it, let's be honest with you, K.D., at your age right now, you're risking your life playing deck. Oh, yeah. No, I, I'd have to come on the show and say I had uh, a goal and assist and a blown out MCL. Uh, <laughs> You're really doing this? Oh, yeah. Oh. And I'm joining a 35 and over league. I'm 44. So I'm going to be like an elder statesman. But, yeah, I'm joining the league. And look. If you you live told me you had a hard time taking walks with your wife in the spring. I know. And I you're going to run? You know what it is, man? Like the COVID-15 just turned into like the COVID-25 for me. <laughs> so I, I got to do something to like jumpstart, you know, getting myself oh, yeah. in now, some if, type. Yeah, and if Dude. you're an ex-season deck hockey player like me, post-game, Usually ends up with about forty thousand calories of alcohol being dumped into your body afterwards. So how the hell are you gonna do that, dude? We we held like a little practice the other day, a little shoot around. Oh man, and, you didn't and, film it. Oh man, we were doing like we were doing we were doing shoot around, and we did some two on ones. And I'm like, ah, oh, you know, I sort of feel good. I scored some goals, feeling good. We we got to the four on threes. I'm telling you, Paulie. I was 15 seconds into like the the four on three Joe. I was like over the side of the boards, like throwing up, like that. Oh my god, (laughs) I'm so out of shape. It was it was brutal. So once these games start, uh, it's gonna be buddy. Buddy, the other day, I looked up at the clock. I got caught up in some work, and I realized you know my kid's school is around the corner here, and I realized oh my god, they're getting out now, and I and I had to run. You know, and halfway from running to my house to around the corner to the school, it dawned on me that if I had to ever run for my life, I would be in a lot of trouble. You'd be in, you'd be in trouble. <laughs> the thought of yeah. playing deck hockey again. Oh, oh yeah, no, it's gonna and and you know the the league starts at the end of the month. It's gonna be freezing. <laughs> It'll be freaking frozen. Oh, you're not even gonna wait till the spring. No, you know, you're no, supposed winter. to get smarter with age, winter. KD. Oh, what are you doing? Ridiculous. And I'm going to give a little plug for the league, Paulie, because the, the guy who runs it, he's a big listener of the podcast, Sebastian, over at Deck Superstars. Deck Superstars of Massapequa. If anybody wants to join the 35 and over league and takes out some aggressions on me, 
Join the league. <laughs> You'll see the sign-ups just go through the roof <laughs> next week. He, he's going to – JackSuperstars.com. I know, you, I know website, sign up. Sign up your team, and you can play against me and just, like, check me into the boards if you want. <laughs> oh man I, I tell you who is that scotty hockey signing up right now man yeah <laughs> <laughs> he he looks so much into blasting me into the boards but uh but yeah i'm looking forward to that so i may have that report on here anyway <laughs> especially if i score because then i'll be in all my glory but um that'll be interesting oh i may oh, have to without call a doubt. you that we may have to cancel a show because I'm in the hospital. Yeah, but. yeah. Anybody listening right now or uh, on the archives, just pin this moment here at uh, <laughs> let's see, one hour and eight minutes into the show, and uh, in, in future podcasts, uh, it'll be like, hey, everybody, <laughs> it'll be like, you know, I'll do the intro, and now say hello to your friends and mine. Uh, you know, Jim from Hoboken, because <laughs> KD is out. That's right. Definitely. If I could actually talk my wife into going down to a game or two, I'm going to make sure she takes some video and I'll be sure to, like, oh. keep those out and stuff. Who are you going to get to sit only, in the freezing – You know, there's only one thing worse than playing deck hockey in the freezing cold. It's sitting there watching <laughs> other guys play deck hockey in the freezing cold. And I've done it. I've been there. I've played – I used to play in the Farmingdale Deck Hockey League. Yeah, I was in there, too. Uh, you know, uh, multiple championships there with uh, my former mates there. Um, but, man, played in all the different uh, weathers. There's nothing better than the fall and the spring down there. But, man, to play in the cold, you're out of your mind. At your oh, no. age. Oh, it's going to be tough. Br- the bones are brittle, baby. The bones are going to be very brittle. That's all right. <laughs> I can't wait to see your stats. 30-second shifts. 20-second shifts. 30-second? <laughs> 15. <laughs> You know, you'll be the Marcel Dion of the team. You'll be the face-off specialist or the power play specialist for your team. Did you yeah, did you it, did you say the name of your team before, or do you have a name? No, I don't even know if we have a name yet. So, right. yeah, once once we get the name, I'll uh, I'll be sure to uh, let everybody know because I'm sure everyone's very interested. Oh, I mean, it'll be fun. I definitely want stats and uh, wins, losses, and uh, we'll 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 you know. Maybe you can get somebody down there to do your analytic charts for you, too, as well. Oh, God. <laughs> Mike, Mike, what was your coursey last night? <laughs> yeah. What did you drink post-game in the parking lot? That's really going to be the... Uh, oh, yeah. That's oh, all yeah. you're that, doing. That. You're just getting out of the house, buddy. I don't blame you. It is pretty much the only reason why I'm signing up. But yeah. And your wife, you know, your wife probably signed you up, too. She wants to get you out of the house. <laughs> That's yeah, a smart woman. oh too much man well that will be uh interesting god bless you and um you know fare thee well drink a lot of milk it's good for the bones kd i appreciate it good for the bones all right buddy anything else you want to uh you know uh hit on here before we uh bid the folks adieu no i'm just excited pumped up for the season it's actually gonna happen i last year uh, last week we were we were down, doom and gloom, not going to happen. You know, we need to re rework uh, the financials and, and the revenue streams. And, and now everything's fine. The financials are fine. There's no problems. I don't know how that happened in a week. And nothing changed. But, hey, whatever. As long as we get hockey, I'm in. Sounds good to me, man. It's a whole new world here at Go Rangers Radio. 
Rangers coming back. The league's coming back. And KD is returning <laughs> to the hardwood. <laughs> the hard plastic. I think it's hard plastic. Oh, buddy. I, I need a hockey card picture of you and your gear. You got to give it to us, man. We'll look forward to the reports. I had to buy all news. I had to buy a whole bunch of stuff. I had nothing. I didn't have any of my old stuff. I went to my dad's house. I was like, do I have any old deck hockey equipment up here? Like in the attic? I'm looking through. I had nothing. So I had to go to Dick's and play it again. And now I'm ready to go. All right, buddy. Fare thee well. Godspeed, old man. <laughs> <laughs> all right. We look forward to it. All right, everybody. Thanks again, as always, for listening. And uh, keep pushing it for us. We really appreciate it. Tell everybody to subscribe. It's all good stuff. And we are absolutely excited that the league's coming back and we get to start talking about training camps and coaching decisions and all that stuff instead of projections and guesses and maybes and who knows. But it's all good. And one more time for this show, little Jack Johnson. Get a drink (laughs) in you for everybody, all right? With that said, good night from me, Paulie. And KD, as always, please say good night to the folks. Good night, folks. And let's go, Rangers!